Welcome fight enthusiasts to the first edition 2024 Sneak Peek Podcast, where I'll make opening line observations for UFC Las Vegas 84, Ankalaya versus Walker. The Sneak Peek's available wherever you get your podcasts all year, and every week there's a UFC fight card. We will assess opening lines and try to give insight, perspective, even a release if one is available. The About Business podcast into 2024, now available only by accessing the gamblue.com webpage. Please go to the gamblue.com webpage. You'll see instructions on the main blog, but more importantly, access the Bout Business tab at the top of the webpage for full details. For all Bout Business podcast enthusiasts and members, later today, we will have a test and instructional podcast up on the website. The first real reason for that is to instruct our members as to the ways and means and processes of bout business in 2024 as well. I want to make sure that we test all our functionality and that everyone has access. Now, one point of note for the next two fight cards. We're currently in the throes of the NFL playoffs. You'll notice today there's very, very little meat on the bone as far as this fight card is concerned. Many of the gamblers are focused on the NFL, the college football playoff, and until another two weeks go by or so, we will not get the tsunami wave of early reaction, overreaction, and line readers into the UFC. This is typical. That said, I've studied this card and every card available at Bet Online. And I mentioned Bet Online because that is the opening line resource that I am relying on. Opening lines at Bet Online not only can be bet into, but they can be bet into with serious money. And that's why we use them. As soon as DraftKings picks up the lines, I switched to DraftKings because I find that more folks have access to that and have available funds to be able to invest, whether it's FanDuel, Caesars, or the national outfits. This year, we're going to be pretty aggressive in future wagers as well. What we saw last year, parlaying from one card into a future card, to try and create advantage into the second card. And we'll talk about that when we get into the main event in this card. My point here is that I believe there's opportunity in hitting that online opening numbers. And I will encourage members to access that resource because that's the foundation by which these opening lines are released and commented upon. Okay, we've cleaned up and set the table. Let's move right in 
to the fight card, Las Vegas 84. That'll be Saturday the 13th. Yes, that's wild card weekend. First of all, we do have one open parlay existing from the fight card 12-9, and that is the fighter Jusette, who beat Song Kinnaw. We had him minus 140, tied to main event participant Magomed Ankalaev, at the time priced minus 340. Our one-unit parlay pays plus 118. I'm expecting all members to have jumped on that, and I'm hoping all sneak teeth listeners have taken advantage of that price as well. To move right in to the main event, Ankalaev, who opened 550, dipped. And from 11-27, November 27th, to 12-9, when we made the release, Ankalaev sat at minus 340 after opening 550, much more reflective of where he closed in their first fight. Currently, Ankalaev priced minus 455 at DraftKings, and he's minus 450 at Bet Online. So we've already realized advantage with Ankalaev's price. This is a fight that if we watched the first one, we saw a relatively competitive fight while they were on their feet. When the fight hit the ground is when this thing changed. I hated Johnny Walker's reaction. I feel like he was trying to get out of the fight. And I believe Ankalaev is pretty upset about it. Johnny Walker's going to try and kick Ankalaev's head into the 10th row in this fight. But I think he's going to sell out. And it's only a matter of time before the Russian vice grip gets him down on the ground. I really favor Ankalaev in this fight. In the co-main event of UFC Las Vegas 84, we'll have a flyweight rematch between Manuel Kopp and Mateus Nicolau out of Brazil. This should be an awesome fight, and it's a rematch. In March of 2021, Nicolau defeated Manuel Kopp via split decision. At that point in time, Kopp was a young up-and-coming talent. He went on to defeat Elliot, Dvorak, and Schnell, did Nicolau, winning four straight until his last fight against Brandon Royval, where Royval, the unorthodox fighter that he is, caught Nicolau, knocked him out. So Nicolau enters this rematch on the bounce. Manuel Kopp, well more athletic, the faster man, the more adroit man, but he's given up an inch and he's got a little bit of reach. He's also a lefty. I love the revenge angle on this fight. And I think that Cop is totally poised for a great performance. Those that were listening to Bout Business last year understand that I tried to tie a parlay into Mr. Cop. In this fight, at the time, he was priced minus 180. Top open minus 205. He's currently minus 240. And that price is starting to get a little bit premium. 
We're going to have to find a creative way to address this fight. But I do like Manuel Cop here because Nicolau is the fighter that is coming back to try and defend the split decision win. As well, cops at home in Vegas training out a extreme couture. I think there's advantages for Mr. Cop. Next fight, Benitez Miller. We have a favorite switch. Now, here's an interesting fight. Miller at lightweight at 40 years old, fighting Mowgli Benitez, who's 35. Benitez opens minus 155 to Miller plus 130. That fight now as Miller as a slight favorite, minus 115. I'm not quite sure I agree with that move, though I do respect Jim Miller and his fight arsenal dynamically. But Benitez is game, he's willing, and he's got power, and I think he could give Miller some issue. Unfortunately, the fights that I believe have the most potential for KO action and fan fervor are the fights that haven't had a lot of line movement. Mario Bautista and Ricky Simon is one of those fights. The other one, Semmelsberger and Parsons. As we go lower in the fight card, we get into athletes that are coming off contender and or making their debut or are in their second fight. We go down the card to the opening fight, another flyweight fight. We have 22-year-old Joshua Van, 9-1, and one, is going to take on a 34-year-old Brazilian that'll be the taller man, the longer man, but he's coming in off a year layoff, and he's coming into a fight that will be his debut in the UFC. This fight has the young man, Van, opening minus 255, and he's been bet down to 220. I think I agree with that move. I'm going to research Bunes all during the week to see if we can determine if he's a live dog or not. Next fight on the card, the second one. Interesting fight at lightweight where we have Tom Nolan from Australia. He's coming in from the contender. The big train, 23 years old, is an unusual lightweight in that he's 6'3", a lefty, and has a 73-inch reach. So those are almost lightweight or welterweight dimension. He's going to get in the cage with Nicolas Mata, a Brazilian. We have a lot of Brazilians on this card. Mata, one and two in the UFC, has the experience in this fight, and he's gone from a plus 180 to a plus 235. I think there may be some advantage in Mata based on his experience. Next, I'm going to go to another fight that has had some line movement that I disagree with. In this bantamweight fight, we have Marcus McGee fighting here out of Phoenix in the MMA lab, is going to take on Gaston Bolanos from Peru. Bolanos comes in, the dream killer, with plenty of hype. He comes in off his debut win, a decision against Aaron Phillips. And I think he steps up a little bit against Marcus McGee, a fighter that's extremely athletic, 
and has tremendous momentum. Called up to the UFC last year in April, he choked out Journey Newsom, was scheduled to fight Bolanos, had the bout canceled, then took on Australian J.P. Buys and beat him with a right hook in the first round. The maniac, Marcus McGee, he opened a firm 400. But there's been action on Bolanos, and I understand why. Bolanos is a capable, strong fighter. Physically, these guys are same height, almost the same age, same reach. The issue here is McGee's wrestling chops and his well-rounded nature. I think it's his wrestling and ground game that give him advantage. And McGee, opening at 400, now minus 280, I'm believing that if we can keep quiet and watch this line reduce further, that we'll find some way to get involved with Marcus McGee in this fight. Again, not a lot of action yet, not a lot of dollars pouring into this fight card. And next week, I expect the same thing because we'll be into the divisional playoffs of the NFL. We're just about to get a lot of betters and a lot of eyeballs into the UFC in the next few weeks. These next two cards, both fight nights, we will be very matriculated in our releases on bout business. We surely can help ourselves this year with early profit, but we're not going to bury ourselves by over-gambling just because we're three weeks removed from the UFC and we want to make some fight bets. This is all business here, and we are going to shoot with a rifle for profit and not a shotgun, meaning we're going to be very specific in our approach these next two or three weeks until we can get a little bit more of the tsunami wave of betters in that will aid us in bucking the market. 2024 has kicked off. This Saturday, we're going to have the Las Vegas 84 fight card. I welcome all Sneak Teep listeners. We're here to help you. I want you to know that if there's questions, comments, concerns, you can always contact me, Lou at Gamblue.com. Sneak Teep listeners interested in bout business, please go to the Gamblue.com webpage where you will find specific directions for everything. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you Friday around 1 or 2 p.m. Pacific time when the Bout Business Podcast is dropped for UFC Las Vegas 84. Happy New Year to all, and good fighting to all of us.